What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. We are here today talking in Hebrews chapter 13, our last chapter of Hebrews. Yes, ma'am. So we're excited to share what stuck out to us and... um, yeah, and then look to our next book that we're going to be diving in together. That's right. I'm going to kick it off. And looking at the first verse or two really initially hit me. Let me read it to you from Hebrews chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Now it's interesting as this book has talked about the angelic host on multiple occasions mm-hmm. and it brought back a story to, to my mind, actually. I've had multiple family members have interactions with um, people that they later found out and think were these angels in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you a quick story about my dad. And when he was in seminary, he was getting ready to take his final test to, to be ordained, get his Master of Divinity. He was studying in Emmanuel's back office, and he was in one of the back offices. And if you open the door, you were in the alley. So if you're from Emmanuel, you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you come out of the alley and you turn right, you're looking towards the activity center and where our basketball basketball courts are. So if you've never been to Emmanuel, picture this. You walk out the store, you turn right, they walk down this alley. We have like four courts there. So my dad's studying. He's getting ready to take his test like the next day, I believe it was. And there's a knock on the door and he opens it up and it's this looks like an old homeless person. And they ask him for help. And my dad's in the middle of his studies, and my dad's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And so he, he runs back and gets something and brings it back and asks, you know, what else can I get you? And they're asking for any kind of canned goods, anything like that. And so my dad talked to the person for like a minute or two, ran back inside, grabbed a, tra- uh, a brown bag and was st- st- put stacking canned goods and fruit and stuff in it. He runs back to the door like a minute later, and this guy is nowhere to be found. And so my dad has all this food prepared for him. And so he runs around to the front door, not there. Hmm. Runs down, and there's these guys playing basketball in the basketball courts, just right to his right. So he runs down, there's like, hey, you guys seen the, the homeless guy? He's wearing like a red shirt or whatever. I got, I got him this food. And they backed away from him. They're like, bro, you're crazy. We saw you in the alley talking to yourself. Like, right. what's wrong with you? There was no one there. There was no one there. And these other guys saw. My dad was like, What? And as my dad has reflected on that, he thought that maybe God sent an angel to test his heart to say, okay, Keith, you're studying for um, ministry, and do you care more about people, or do you care more about the Greek or the Hebrew or getting the the proper answer to the test? So my dad saw that as maybe just a test on his heart, and he's glad he tried his best to love this person or angel, and who knows who's out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is that out to you, Bobby? As you keep marching down throughout the... Um, throughout the chapter, you'll hear in verses four um, about marriage. Then you hear about and how we're supposed to keep the marriage bed pure and how we're supposed to be free from all sexual immorality. Then you hear about um, how we need to keep our lives free from the love of money. This is verse five. And then we need to be um, that we need to learn contentment. And what stuck out to me was actually just that last part of verse five um, that sounds like this, because God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. This is verse six. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And so in that, I just, it was just a, an encouragement as I read it that, um, you know, we think that <laughs> these things in life um, are what it's all about. So, um, you know, 
having things, building our kingdom on earth, um, being mm-hmm. with that, that someone that you are going to spend the rest of your life with. And even if you're not, then at least you have someone, you know, these are big deals to us. These are big, um, big, big issues in our hearts. And the Lord's not saying, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you, you know, this, this perfect spouse, and I'm going to give you, um, all the money in, in this huge kingdom on earth. No, he's saying, I'm with you. I know I'm with you and don't be afraid because I got you and I got a plan for you. And so that was an encouragement. Um, That was verses like four through six. And then actually I mainly kind of rested in, I think the main verses, verse 15, maybe if you read a couple verses before that. So starting in verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 13, it sounds like this for, we do not Um, for we do not have an enduring city, but what we are looking for is that for the city that is to come through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. That's good. And, uh, yeah, I know. Right. It's not, it's not me. It's the Bible. (laughs) Um, And what stuck out to me in that is, is kind of a little more of this theme that like it, Essentially, he's um, getting at in the, that first verse, thirteen, fourteen, how and and before that too, that Jesus, um, Jesus suffered outside the city gate. That's verse twelve. And so let us um, let us go out and meet him and look for the city that is to come. That's the new <clears throat> Jerusalem, the new heaven. And then in verse fifteen, how I was encouraged was um, that specific phrase: "Let us continually offer to God." That would be a breath prayer a sacrifice of praise. And as I kind of rested in that a little bit, I was, um, if you have a study Bible or if you don't, I was drawn back actually to um, Romans chapter 12, verse one. And that's one of my all-time favorite uh, verses in the message version of the Bible. So I'm gonna read that to you. And this is kind of breaking down a little bit more specifically as of the meaning of, what does that mean, a sacrifice of praise? And the reason I wanted to look at Romans 12 and share this with you, because not only is it one of my favorite um, passages in the message version, how it reads, but also because of what it means. So what um, what does having a um, or what does offering to God a sacrifice of praise actually mean? Well, it's not specifically referring to one instance or one moment. It's actually referring to the life of. Um, that you live as a disciple, as a Christian, as a believer of Jesus Christ. And so here are these words from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, um, that that to me really helped clarify what sacrifice of praise and what a uh, living sacrifice, what that means. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed character, well-formed maturity in you. And so that's kind of what I left with from Hebrews 
chapter 13, verse 15, talking about um, letting us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise is just that lifestyle of um, of offering ourselves up to God. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'll wrap it up. One of the verses that stuck out at the end from the benediction it says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good that you may do, that you may do his will, working in us, which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. In that, oftentimes I'm praying for deliverance, I'm praying for healing, I'm praying for provision. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are all good things. we got to keep praying for those. But here he's saying, I ask that God would equip you, that we would do his will. And sometimes we're trying to figure out what his will even is in certain situations, but maybe that should climb the ladder of my prayer request and Mm -hmm. say, God, show me what your will is here, and would you equip me to do that? Mm -hmm. Give me the heart. Give me the words. Give me the ability. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but, yeah, a lot of really fun um, ponderings and scriptures here from Hebrews chapter 13. And uh, it's been fun digesting this together. Mm -hmm. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Hopefully you're encouraged like we are reading chapter 13. And um, just share uh, around your table. Share at home. Invite your kids into Hebrews with you. Invite your kids into these kind of conversations. And then we'd love to hear from you, too, on social media if you have a minute. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.